This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, it's a sartorial slam, as dubiously dapper Wade judges and grills the other guys. Darkly dreaming alchemist Mark hates Freddy of the Elm Street Krugers and the SCP. Bob wants to live high as a kite and fears the Warhammer universes. Ha, ironic. From horror sex dolls to arsehole blacksmiths. Yes, it's time for... Wade's Questions. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Distractable. I'm today's host, Wade. Welcome to the show where there are three of us. One of us hosts. The other two compete for points. One of them wins. They host the next episode. We talk about whatever we want and points are assigned arbitrarily. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Mark and Bob. They don't have to be arbitrary. I just want to point yeah, that out. They don't have they, to be. They do sometimes. They're sometimes completely unarbitrary. They like, you know, frequently when when Mark does it. Well, that's arbitrary if they are or not. Even that's arbitrary. It doesn't. Ah. But it doesn't have to be. Well, it is arbitrary. He's just setting expectations. Okay. I guess I appreciate the honesty. Fair enough. Thank fair you. enough. Very blunt and honest here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to interject with my own small talk. I had the most insane dream last night. Okay. So sure, let's the, have small how many talk. people? Yeah, how many gonna, people did you kill? Uh, honestly, uh, it wasn't me killing anybody. It was me dying over and over, very repeatedly. I'm gonna write down because I it was so intense and it lasted for such a long time that I don't often do this, but I wrote down like my stream of consciousness from my nightmare uh, right before I fell back asleep. Okay, so I'm gonna read right. you everything that I wrote down here. So, my nightmare was, and and I'll explain this after I read it all. Pulsing electrical buzz, trapped in bed, forced to live an almost video game-like experience, endlessly dying, rapid fire, tiger question mark, animatronics question mark, not quite. (laughs) Testing, lots of testing, seeing outside, every time I thought about it, the buzzing would instantly return. Buzzing was extremely loud, could literally feel it. Bright light, sparking, something else associated with it too. Can't remember. Only was able to wake up because I heard Amy calling for me, trapped in bed. So that was my stream of consciousness. So this electrical buzz was... Tiger? Yeah, tiger, question mark. (laughs) Animatronic? Maybe. Not quite. Not quite. Um... (laughs) So it was like, uh, this electrical buzz was the weirdest part about it. This, this nightmare lasted a very long time. Like I felt like I was in it for hours and I was because I I woke up like five hours after I had gone to bed 
for this. And I was just stuck looping this. I would I would die. Like I would feel like the thing is biting on my head and like ripping my head off. And then I would wake back up in the bed and I would be stuck on this like loop. But the buzzing like light was the weirdest thing because every time I thought about it, it would like rush close to my face. So I would forget about it. And then I would remember and go like, Boof, and it'd be like this like literal ball of lightning right up next to my face that was like extremely loud and shaking my entire head. Um, and then I would have to mentally try to push it away to like just get away. I couldn't physically push it away. This would just loop forever. And then some weird, not quite, it's not really an animatronic, but it was something it was mechanical in some way. Tiger? Yeah, kind of like, and for some reason I was like, is it a tiger? Uh, and like, <laughs> but I couldn't quite tell. Um, and it would just like kill me over and it was so fast. Everything was so fast paced. Like it was like death, death, lightning, but it would last forever. I literally only woke up because I heard Amy, uh, calling for me and she can't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure I must've been thrashing around because, uh, I asked her about it in the morning. She was like, yeah, I do think I remember I was, I was calling because you seemed like you were upset about something. So yeah, that was the most insane nightmare. And then I continued dreaming the most intensely vivid dreams for the rest of the night. I slept about 11 hours because, you know, I've been so busy during the week. I catch up on the weekends, but I slept 11 hours and it was constant, endless nightmares and dreams and dreams. And that brings us to today's topic for the episode, nightmares and dreams. We've never done this before. So uh, I'm your host, uh, Wade and Bob here are our participants. So uh, I'm going to be judging and they're going to be getting points according to this. I want to hear about your best dreams and best nightmares. And Fuck I know your you're dreams. Thinking, Fuck your nightmares. You were... <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Uh, that was that was funnier anyway. No. Oh. What were you gonna say, Bob? No, no, no. Yeah. Now no, that I've said no, the funnier, no. can you say what yours is? Well, I was just gonna say, oh, you, you did what? Called dreams and nightmares. Well, this is nightmares and dreams. Mark clearly said it. it's different titles. So. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't stand up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've never had like a Game of Thrones style episode where uh, literally just my throne was taken from me during small talk. That was the first. Oh, so it was. Yeah, taken. today's the episode where Wade gets killed. Uh, uh, we kill off a lot of main characters willy nilly. No one cares. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sean Bean is actually going to be a host for five minutes, but he dies. Oh, no. That's so sad. Thank you, Sean, no, for contributing. And that's news to him. <laughs> I'm sure Sean Bean listens. I'm sure he just he just lit up because I said his name and he was all, "Oh, I know who I am." Well, Bob, how are how are your life compared to Mark's dreams uh, and nightmares? I don't get to have dreams or nightmares. <laughs> uh, there's a baby that lives in our house, and mm -hmm. as much as I feel like I don't get to sleep, he loves torturing Mandy even more. Mainly because she's really sensitive to every time he makes a noise or anything, she hears it, and I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's fair. Yeah, he's inside, probably screaming his head off right now, because he had kind of a cranky morning, and kind of a cranky night, and kind of a... I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm just going to stay in my office and not ever go back in there, so I won't know what happens, because uh, I'm too scared to ask. All right, we're going to crank out distractible episodes all day for you, just so Bob doesn't have to go back in the house, everyone. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sleep on the floor behind my chair when, when we're done. So we don't have to record all day. I'll just take a oh. floor nap. That's okay. Oh, no, well, we're, we're dedicated now. <clears throat> I kind of want to do other things. Kind of got other things that I need to do. Am I trapped here, too? Yes. This is Distractable Sunday. Is this like Mark's dream? 
the more we think about it, the more we can't leave and there's a ball of lightning in our face and there's a tiger. And maybe there might be a tiger. Mm. Not quite, mm. but maybe. Well, that's enough small talk. As today's host, I am happy to tell you that that is not the topic for today's episode. Oh, boy. But in fact, uh-huh. we are going to be talking about how we gentlemen are getting older. Mm. Have you thought about this? Do you feel this? Does it, does mm. it feel right? Weighs on my Honestly, soul heavily yes. every day, yes. It's like a great topic, and I don't think we've covered that before. So, mm. I mean, I, I went shopping the other day for the first time ever. Like, almost ever for, like, a new wardrobe. Like, I actually went and bought some new pants, some new shirts. New I tried wardrobe. stuff on. New wardrobe. So you bought clothes that are different than the clothes that you already owed. You didn't buy more <laughs> cargo pants. No. They were all jeans. I got three pairs of pants, I think. They were all jeans. Mm-hmm. I got some long sleeve shirts, some short sleeve shirts. And then I got some new swimming trunks. I've only had one pair of swimming trunks that have been, like, usable for the last, like, ten years. The only thing I didn't buy brand new were socks and underwear. That's because I get new of those every year almost anyway. So, And honestly, that's the biggest sign I'm getting older ever because I don't think I've ever really gone fully clothes shopping for myself. I'm always like, I like this. What can we get you for Christmas? Buy me some of this. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, such an old person <laughs> thing. Going to shop for new clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> clothes are expensive. You know how all the kids are like, I'll, I'll just wear this. Just buy me this. Give me uh, clothes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I love this clothes. Wait, do most kids buy their own clothes? I would say most kids don't want to receive clothes as a gift in almost any context. Yeah. I put my clothes on myself, but my mom dressed me my whole life growing up. She went out and bought the clothes. I was like, yeah, I'll wear that. Mm. <laughs> I never cared. Can you tell? I mean, what? <laughs> just like the kids of today. They're like, yeah, mom, I never cared. dressed me. Dress me how you want me to look. That's my preferred way. That's what all kids want. I don't know styles. I was just like, uh, look, I don't my either. Was so but much I, better at styling than I would have been. At the very least, I, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Have you met me? I don't know. I feel like if you just walked into a mall and randomly picked clothes, you would have a slightly more stylish look than what you usually go out with. This is stylish. Look, it's no, got two I mean, different look, colors. Look, look, man. Bob, you've seen him. You've seen him. Look at this you've one. You've seen him at, like, what? fancy I mean, restaurants. It's got a seam. It's got, like, a seam on the outside. This I will say, crazy for me. Aside from, aside from the tux, which I know that you rented mm-hmm. for your wedding. I own two suits. I don't know for any reason that you do own any clothes that are nicer than a t-shirt and some cargo khakis. And I'm not saying that I dress nicer than that. What about nice t-shirts? That's not as much of a thing as men seem to think it is. Oh. I know that there are some t-shirts that cost more and that have more, you know, maybe more paneling or something or better better textile. There's not a meaningfully nice t-shirt as I mean there are worse t-shirts, but if you're trying to like look nice, like Mark was saying if we're going to a fancy restaurant, a nice t-shirt uh, maybe you should, maybe, do you own any button downs, Wade? I do. I own a couple, I own a couple of like the partial, like the three or four button. And I own some full like button down shirts with you both. Buttons all the stuff. way down is kind of what I'm talking about. When would you wear those? And have you worn them in so many times? Context? I put them on so much funerals. Uh-huh. Okay. Occasional funerals. That's fair. Uh, occasional nice like, dinner. Like but, you go to a nice, like. I don't know Valentine's or birthday dinner. When we go to oh, you mean with okay, like date night? Okay, yeah, all right. 
So I gotta, I gotta interject on this because I'm like, the whole statement that there's no such thing as a nice t-shirt, I have to morally object to. <laughs> well, come on, t-shirt man, defend me! I don't mean like better and worse quality t-shirts. I mean like, if you're going somewhere where you intend to dress up, mm-hmm. a t-shirt is almost always a t-shirt, unless it's, unless you're talking about something like really... Look at out the, there, Mark. This like, seems on the That's outside. a t-shirt, Wade. That's not that's not a nice oh. t-shirt because it has shoulder panels that are a yeah. different color. Look, a raglan nice, isn't isn't automatically a nice gray. t-shirt, but that is nicer than Thank say you. graphic tee. There's like graphic tees, and then there's like nicer tees, and then there are stylish tees. I swear to god, I'm gonna actually like collaborate with fashion YouTubers at, at some point because <laughs> Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. (laughs) Why are you going to collaborate with fashion YouTubers? Where is this going? Address me. Uh, I'm kind of CEO of a clothing company, um, and I've been learning up as much as I can. And and no one will ever... I'll never reach the kind of knowledge of fashion uh, that, say, Amy does, because Amy knows quite a lot about like that world, or there's other mm. people that know that world. And I'm, I'm learning that it is just as in-depth as anything we could ever nerd out about. And uh, as, as time goes on, and I start to like get more insight into it, I do start to have an appreciation for... Uh, better styles of clothing. There's a whole world of people out there that love clothing as much as you guys love video games, you know, and they obsess about it and the different brands that are out there. And there are like levels and levels and levels to how to style and the trends and things that go in the high fashion and then the, how that passes on its styles uh, into the, the, the mainstream fashion. And then there's, you know, street wear, tech wear, there's all the formal wear, there's semi-formal, you know, all different genres like music you know you got different little genres of clothing styles and stuff like that so it's so much more in depth um but wade having stitching on the outside doesn't automatically mean that it's fancier oh i I respect what you're saying mark yeah and while i know nothing about any of that let Mm. me caveat what i said by saying wade you and i don't shop at stores where there is such a thing as a nice enough t-shirt that it substitutes for wearing like a button down or like a nicer outfit if you're going somewhere fancy. I will not say that they don't exist. Mm-hmm. I went to an American Eagle and a Nordstrom. I buy a lot of my clothes at like, you know, Burlington Coat Factory and, you know, like like department stores where they have a variety of standard fashion things. I don't think they sell stuff there that qualifies as like a nice, like fashionable, stylish t-shirt, but I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. That's completely fair. I just want to say the the two things that you listed, Wade, American Eagle and Nordstrom are so categorically different. (laughs) Like they're so vastly different. Like I really, really at both. I, I know because that one I'm a man time of you, a culture, you man. and I went to I'm Nordstrom and you're man. like, wow, they have got nice clothes here. <laughs> and that's now been embedded in your brain. <laughs> I went to both yeah. and anyway. I was like, I like shirts and pants from both. I will try <laughs> thine on. They have shirts and pants. Oh my God. I, I don't need any other stores in my life uh, except American you know, Eagle. This is a big step for me, guys. This is a big step. This isn't a shirt that just says Nike or a shirt that like someone gets me because they're like, wait, for the love of God, please wear something else. This was me doing something for me. I did it.
we got to do a mini series called The Fashioned Man. <laughs> it's just going to be you. <laughs> you said Wade a bunch of really like high end shirts that are very cool and. Oh no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Send me expensive, nice clothing for free. I'll do it. Maybe we just use some of the show budget. You know, the budget. Uh, the budget, the right. The, the budget, budget we put into this, yeah. We have so uh -huh. much production budget. You can see it in so many other places. Maybe we should use some of that budget for some wage shirts. <laughs> mm, yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense. Our per diems, if you will. All right. We are not dipping into the budget. I use that for meals. We're going to move on, though, because we've been talking for a little bit. And uh, I do want to get to our topic today. And we have a nice somewhat transition from Mark's dreams and nightmares and then the uh, genre of clothing. Tigers? Go on. Not quite. But I don't really know how to categorize what the topic itself is. I have some questions about different genres of game, movie, shows you guys can kind of pick. And I'm just going to ask you guys some questions and you'll answer them. However you want. That was an elegant transition. You're right. Mm -hmm. Thank well you. done, sir. And may I say, your stitches are looking so fancy and fashionable. <laughs> Just like I'm stitching this episode together. Mm -hmm. Tiger. Wow. That Heather Gray. You know what, Wade? We're actually twinning today. It's hard to see, but this shirt is also one of that raglan style. It's just a, a ah. really dark black and a slightly less dark black. Mm -hmm. If so, you'd put a gun to my know. head and said, what is raglan before today? I would have said a character well, from okay. Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, that's, I thought you were wearing a raglan tee. You are not wearing a raglan tee. Oh, I thought, okay. Well, I don't know what that, that is either. That kind of stitching is indicative of a, a raglan is a three-quarter sleeve with that kind of... Although oh no, mine's be. a I, you may can you sleeve. have a raglan? Is that what it's called? I only know that the kind of shirt that I normally like to wear is called a Henley, which is a t-shirt with buttons on it for some reason. Yeah, wait, no, it is still a raglan, I think. I may be wrong about that, but I think that is still called a raglan. Does it have to do with the patterning on the shoulders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way the sleeves uh, come all the way up and wrap around the back, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. I feel like Bill Nye the way I'm spinning myself around. Neat. Cool Ragland, Wade. Nice Ragland. Thank you, thank you. I'm a cultured man, and these are cultured times. I, I said you have a cool shirt. Do I get points? Uh, <laughs> Yes, one point to you for giving me a cool shirt, and one point to Mark for telling me it's a Ragland. I learned something today. I should mm. probably keep track of points. Hang on. Uh, what are your initials? S and B. B and M. I'm sorry, who's S? S? <laughs> uh, S. S. You know, Smark and Bob. <laughs> a B is just an S with more markings. A B, a B is just some of an S. <laughs> you know how letters are cumulative? How S becomes B. All right, your points are looking awfully fragile right now as you all make fun of me. A B becomes D if the middle falls out. <laughs> and a D is just an O leaning against a wall, really. Well, it, it is. Like whenever you drop a ball and it bounces and it curves in. And a, and, a, and a Q is just an O that stepped in some dog poop, if you think about it. Uh, oh, yeah, you were right. All, all of these things are connected. Mm-hmm.
This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> we're going to dive into the topic now. I'm feeling a little bit less self-esteemy. Um, <clears throat> so I've got a few different genres here. I'm going to ask some questions based on each genre, and then I have some general questions if we have time at the end. I don't really know how to categorize this. I just woke up and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, that'd be fun to talk about. Let's start off with kind of the worst one, but I think the best one to talk about because I think it'll be like a difficult answer. Are we trying answer. to get these questions... Are we trying to answer like factually correctly or are we no, trying to answer this is purely like... opinionated and you can oh, try to sick. justify okay. your opinion. Sweet. There are no facts required here. Is it like a speed round where we got to like jump in and buzz in? If know? we run out of time, we will do speed rounds. But really, this is about discussion. Well, we never run out of time. I'll make my own buzzer just in case. <laughs> Perfect. The horror genre, horror movies, horror games, horror novels, horror shows, whatever, scary stuff. If you had to live in a horror setting, which one would you choose? So if you had to pick, like, the Outlast world or, you know, aliens or something, like, what horror setting would you live in if you had to live in one? There's not really a good answer, but there's probably a worse answer, right? Mm. 
I feel like I'm. I feel like this. I, Mark has an advantage here because I'm struggling to even think of a wide variety of horror settings, and Mark is. Mark well, we can discuss some. I mean, a lot about that. This is not really so much about competing for does knowledge. Does Ghostbusters count as horror? Nah, I wouldn't. say I know that's that the, the tone of the movie isn't horror, but if you but the world, look at I the guess, setting kind of, of the world. Where ghosts are crossing the astral plane and and Gozer, you know, is returned and all this sort. Of... Is that a horror setting for everyone who wasn't watching from the context of the movie? Because I don't. I'm just curious. I guess. Okay. I feel like I can allow it if, if we put, establish some parameters. Like the Ghostbusters were kind of like a unique crew, right? So if you think about there being like ghost outbreaks and horrors all you know all over the world, and there's only like a select few who can fight it, and even they are somewhat like incompetent, it'd be pretty scary to live in that world. I, I could just, I could see you justifying it. Incomp, they won. They won. <laughs> That's a harsh word. Yeah, they figured it out. I mean, they Man. did. I guess that one has the advantage a lot of where damage most of the most of the rest of life is still very normal. Like it's just normal. That's, That's, That's what you're going, going for. for. But yeah. If the yeah. Thingies open up and people pour out, and then you have the scary painting and two. The sequels get pretty well, scary. You know, if you, if you see a ghost and you get scared, who are you going to call? It's right there in the song. <laughs> and that's true. That's true. I'm trying to think because, like, I feel like there's certain... If I'm keeping my mind in the universes and, like, I know about this as I'm going in, I would this pick a universe you like... plopped in. You're not a hero. You're not... You're, you are you plopped oh, into this setting. I would pick either, you know, uh, Jason Voorhees or Friday the 13th because all you got to do is just keep moving and not trip. Uh, that's the only thing you need to do to survive. <laughs> Your entire but life everyone is just trips, keep Mark. moving. Everyone trips in that universe. The difference in the universe is a lot more roots, you know, there's, a lot more. There's so many sticks. There's electrical <laughs> wires running across every doorway. There's so many opportunities yeah. to trip in that world. And you know if you ever have sex, you're done for. Yeah, never have sex in the woods specifically, mm. but there is a lot more boning in that universe apparently for some reason uh so i mean you take the good with the bad just don't trip while you're banging in the woods then you're good yeah okay <laughs> yeah you know horny you get when you're trying desperately not to trip all the time <laughs> <laughs> it just it just happens every time you don't trip your boner gets a little higher up <laughs> it's like a little meter you gotta you gotta trip every once in a while to relieve some pressure <laughs> 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 It's either trip or bone. Those are the only two ways to satiate the meter, trip or bone. It's like uh, subway surfers, but, you know, you got to not trip over things, but you got to collect, you know, you got to bone every once in a while so you can relieve the pressure. And then Freddy's behind you chasing you. I think that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. I picked that universe. And technically, those two, Freddy and Jason, are in the same world, right? Because they had Freddy versus Jason. No, not not Freddy. Not Freddy. Freddy, that's... I don't want to... I have too many nightmares. Freddy's... I don't want to live in Freddy universe. Wait, what's Friday? Friday, oh, Friday 13th, 13th is, is like Michael still, Myers. Okay. Right, right, right. No, no, yeah. no. The Friday yeah, the 13th yeah, yeah. is Jason Voorhees. Well, it's Jason's mom, then Jason the rest of the way. Halloween is Michael Myers. Oh, right. Friday, that's Jason. And then Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I was going to make yeah. Yeah, but those guys, they, all they do is walk. So you're going to get in great shape. You're going to get a lot of action, and you're going to get real agile from not tripping. Honestly, this is great. Is The Sixth Sense a horror movie? No, that's more of like a drama. 
I mean, the like again, it's uh, like like the world could be seen as horrific, but it's like a suspense. We don't have an example of that. It's more so like there's a gore. Ghosts exist, and one kid can see them. No one else really lives worried about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be a great world to live in as long as I'm not that kid. It'd be like, like normal world. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there just are ghosts around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I would Friday say the 13th like you know, not bad, right? Because you ha just have to avoid the one lake, yeah, like Crystal Lake. Or space, I guess. Or space, yeah, for Jason X. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that movie is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't generally watch one. horror movies, but I've seen the one in space, mm, and it's yeah. so funny. Was that the one where it had the android with the nipples that fall off in the middle of the scene? I swear <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, remember. Yeah. It's been too it's long. A, that's the one where there's like a hollow deck too. There's like a VR room, mm. and, he, and he relives... <laughs> He's beating one girl to death with another girl in a sleeping bag at one point. Hilarious. Classic. Uh-huh. Who hasn't? Oh, Amy and I we were looking through like the discount movies on uh some app. I forget what it was, but it was like 99 cent rentals. And I love going through those because you see all of the B movies, not even B movies, these are C movies uh that are made. And they're all these like knockoff horror things, and they like they have insane names i can't remember any of them but they are all that just like you're boning in the woods when all of a sudden or is like you're boning in the woods and you find a spooky door and you're boning in the woods and you accidentally <laughs> fall through the ground into a key it's like it's all that. oh god you're boning and tripping that movie gets it <laughs> i know it gets it really. <laughs> they know how to deal with their meters mm -hmm. i was you're thinking the fnaf universe would be terrible to live in right which one FNAF, the science behind it's kind of terrifying, but as Don't long as you avoid pizzeria. like the animatronics and pizzerias, yeah, you're usually okay. And I, when's I the feel last time like I've gone to a pizzeria. I mean, do they not have delivery in FNAF? <laughs> like, just get it delivered. What if it's an animatronic that delivers? Wouldn't that be more equivalent to going to a Chuck E. Cheese? I go, I've gone yeah. to a pizzeria in the not so distant. It is. Uh, well, it has been yeah. a while, but I would go to a pizzeria. Yeah. If there hadn't been like a pandemic and stuff that sort of ruined all that, well, it's like there's nothing wrong with pizzerias. It's it's, yeah, it's the animatronics that's the problem. Yeah, it, going to it's fine if you're not a kid and you're not working there. So long as you don't work there, yeah. it's gonna be an entertaining show, I guess. No matter what, or if you're don't be there at night. Yeah, or don't be in the front row. I mean, you gotta have like it's the splash zone for when the bite of '87 occurs. And if you have a really awful kid, it's a great place to have. No, I, I'm stopping pointing. I'm, I'm not. However, pointing. there are implications of like the soul, uh, the science, and like you know physics behind the animatronics even being possible and stuff. So there are other implications other than the place existing itself. But overall, it's another place, kind of like Friday the Thirteenth, where it's the horror is contained to an area you should be able to stay away from. I've decided. Oh, I want to live in the universe of the video game We Happy Few. Give me the drugs. I want to be okay. high out of my mind and live a euphoric life in that absolute hellhole. And you get a cool mask. Yeah, that's what I choose. I choose ignorance. Okay. I want to be. I want to be absolutely blasted, not know what's happening. That's my life. All Makes right. Sense. I'm going to give Mark a point for good, well thought out stuff, and I'm going to give Bob a point for uh, creative, outside the box thinking with Ghostbusters and We Happy Few and just things I wouldn't have considered. Mm-hmm. 
So congratulations. That is a that is like a horror game, right? I know it's really more of like a suspense. Oh, I mean, it's kind again, of it's, a it's, it's puzzly a creepy, game, but like it's meant to be a dystopian they're, horror. They're, yeah, it's kind of hard thing. to define things that are like walk the edge of a thriller versus like just yeah. pure horror because that's what I was about to say is like Saving Private Ryan is a very scary movie. It's not a horror movie yeah, though, stuck in but war. it has like some more more gore than a lot of horror movies, more realistic stuff. Um, it's terrifying, especially that opening. But I guess it's like you know, but you wouldn't classically think of it as horror. Yeah, that's just reality. What would be the worst horror setting to have to live in? Bottom of the bucket. If you had to be in there, you're like, no, please, anyone but that. I mean, for me personally, Freddy is up there. Not Freddy Fazbear, but Freddy. I'm burnt, Freddy. You know that guy. Uh, just because I have a lot of nightmares, and I just started with what? That's him. I'm <laughs> 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 burnt. <laughs> oh, that classic Freddy line. I forgot about that one. <laughs> the jump scare. I'm burnt. <laughs> Freddy, your other hand has the claw. I know, I'm waving. I'm waving my claw hand. Ah, did you know I got burnt? Anyway, it's like it's the same thing as like the movie there's a movie about a uh, a drone, a like flying like drone that got possessed by the soul of a murderer as it was running away. It's like that's just Freddy, but with an additional step that he's in a drone. <laughs> or that tire movie where it's a sentient tire. But yeah, no, that would be bad for me personally because I have a lot of nightmares. So I'd probably be dead pretty, pretty early on. Or haunted. I forget how Freddy works. Do you have to, like, is it because people believe that he's real, that he's real? Is that him? Or is it just, like, he I thought he could just area? get into your nightmares. I think, yeah. He I can, think but he just, I think you, you have evolve. to, like, be aware of him or something. I, I think I thought there was a rule to it. Maybe there's not. Uh, worst, worst universe to be in, though, hands down, is the SCP universe because there's just too oh, many yeah. horrifying. Oh well, that's awful just a things. bunch of wild bullshit all happening all together. I know, that's, but that's nonsense. But yeah, it's too much nonsense, and some of the nonsense that is like be... you, you a million ways to die in horrible, horrible ways. And that's even where they're supposedly contained. That's not even looking at the outside world where they're like, so oh far. yeah, yeah. Well, I heard there was some kind of breach. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> What's the real world like? Is it just Pokemon where there's just like SCPs everywhere killing people and like you have some kind of like security <laughs> ball? You gotta, get, you gotta contain them all, SCP. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please make that. S SCP Go. You just hold your phone up and augmented reality will show you where the terrible monsters are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am gonna pick, and I feel like SCP is a good one. I didn't think of that, but I... Wait, I had it. No, just no way that you saying SCP just made me forget what I had settled on. Uh-oh. Oh, I should have written it down. Oh, my God, Mark. How? Wait, I was literally about to say that a lot. How did this happen? It's in know. there. It's in my mind. Okay. The, 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 the worst universe to live in. This is not what I thought of, but I guess I'm going to change my answer. I would say Amnesia Universe. Assuming that you have to, like, be in the setting of the games it's one of those where the entire setting sort of encapsulates you know you're in like a big castle sort of thing mm. area i wouldn't want to be in there if i was just another person and is that that's in the past right that's in like the yeah before times early 1900s or late 1800s i forget which With, you know everyone drinks laudanum the, and tinctures the, and the before times <laughs> Is that you what know, you called it? What would the now times be? Uh, well, the now times is like the 90s. We live in the future. The now times is the 90s? Yeah, well, time marches on. You know what they say. Mm. Time waits for the no man. The 90s. Say that. 
The 90s was 30 years ago, man. That's the now times. I don't think you can call that the now times. We, bar we barely have the internet in the now times. The internet lives in the future, Mark. Yeah, look, I mean, it's like when I think when I was a kid, this is like the uh, a getting older conversation, not to turn into that. Oh. It's like it's always it's always put in perspective that when I was young, the oldies was like 70s and 80s. And I was like, man, that was forever ago. That's as long ago now as when I was a kid that the 90s are. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so thinking about that with the Bee Gees and what the, the bands that my mom was always listening to on the oldies stations is like, that's equivalent time ago. Those are the super oldies now. Yeah, well, those are classics. <laughs> that's a classical era of music. Uh, you have Beethoven, the Bee Gees, all of the classics. <laughs> the classical era. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Goodman, the Bee Gees, Amadeus Mozart, uh, Offspring. I oh, know what yo. <laughs> no, I swear to God, that maybe I'm out of touch because I, honest to God, I don't listen to radio. I I stream music. Who who's not streaming music? But aren't there still like. 80s, 90s, and now, like radio stations, or is that not a thing anymore? Is it like the 2000s, the 2010s, and now? Look, 80s, 90s, and now are really far apart, man. That's what I I'm know. To say. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why that's the now times is then, and now we live in the future. Now is not now times. Now is future times. Then's now. I'm so confused. Look, I had a much better answer for this question, and then Mark made me forget it by. Thinking of a better answer. <laughs> On the line of thinking of uh, amnesia, I actually went back and I relived through all of Soma recently. And Soma would be pretty awful to live in if you count it as living. Because the only humanity left were people that were under the water or the imprinted consciousness that's put onto the Ark, right? So that would be a pretty horrible world to live in because no one's really alive. And if you are alive, you're alive for the end and you're alone and isolated probably, or there's just an imprint of your mind on an arc that thinks you're alive, that is waiting for a battery to die while floating out in space. I guess it's solar powered, but technology will eventually fail it. That would suck, so that'd be a pretty bad one. But I guess if you're on the arc, you wouldn't know any better. There's some, I don't know, that, that's a tough question to answer because so many of the horror genres are contained to like locations or like experiments gone wrong. But then you got to think like eventually that's going to expand out and like, have implications in the real world so i don't know i don't know the answer but you know the thing about all this is that they're so scary i wouldn't want to live in these places exactly that's why yeah. it's like they're too scary what's the scariest enemy or monster from a horror game or movie show whatever like what would be like the worst thing that's so hard because there's so many that can kill you fast there's so many that can kill you slow it's like i don't know what you would even call like the scariest well name some of the worst ones dolls a category that I would put near the top, and I remembered my answer, and it wasn't as good as I thought anyway. I was going to say Chucky. Chucky? Chucky has, okay. Since I saw the the first Chucky movie I ever saw when I was a kid, Chucky lives in my head rent-free. If I'm ever in a room with a little doll of any sort, unless it's small enough where I'm like, ah, if that came to life, I could take it. If I, But if I'm ever in a room with like a biggish doll... Or like a collection of dolls. That is deeply unsettling to me. And like, in general, like that, that movie Megan, uh, which is not a doll, but that's like a, like a, you know, mm -hmm. like a AI powered, you know, robot type. Basically situation. a doll, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like a, like a big doll, uh, mm -hmm. a sex doll. 
I guess, maybe. I don't, I don't think that's what that was. No, that's probably not good since the doll mm. is like a child. Yeah, no, no, no I don't think that's what that was. I don't have any horror sex dolls, but there probably is one. Ex, ex Machina? Ex Machina would probably be in that category just because of like the creator trying to make just only female mm. dolls of like AI robots and obviously abusing but them. But also including like Chucky and like Annabelle and all the category of dolls that are possessed and or otherwise demonic. Worst for me. Absolute worst. Okay. Terrifying. I hate it. They can crawl in places. They can get through things. They're little, but they're smart. It's terrifying. And often dolls, they have like supernatural qualities, right? Like Chucky is not like invincible, but Chucky's like way stronger than a little plastic doll should be. Chucky's yeah. capable of doing stuff that a little tiny plastic doll would never be able to do. Yeah, and there's it's not like, like supernatural the strength of the child. That, yeah. I hate it. I yeah. hate that. I would say the worst that, like, it's debatable, of course, but I think the Xenomorph is up there from the Aliens franchise. That's, that's because, the one that came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, because not only is it going to kill you, it's going to use you to make more of itself by forcing a baby into your stomach <laughs> through your face and then it's you you wake up just long enough for it to explode out of your chest like it's it's bad on a lot of levels um, listen so. as a dad i gotta tell you you're missing out the, the joy of childbirth oh <laughs> is <laughs> my baby <laughs> yay <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah anyway uh -huh. that's... <clears throat> Yeah, no, I, no, I. That's pretty I, bad. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that could be debated endlessly for a long time. But that one would probably be up there because it can stalk you and it can it can make you terrified and find you and crawl into those spaces and you, you have to hide from it and then it gets you and then it's not over. It's not even over quick. Let us know what you all think too. If I'm sure we're can missing I say something. Also, this can I add yeah, one? By all yes. means. I don't know how to categorize this, but I would include things like. The Evil Dead, I guess like possessions, but also and or like zombies, anything where your family becomes the thing, mm. anything where your parents turn. Oh, my right? God. Or like there's yeah. that there's that trailer going around for like the Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead movie or whatever, where the kid is at like at the door and is like, mommy. And then on the other side, the mom is like, in you know, is like an Evil Dead I don't even know what that universe is. Are they zombies? Yeah. Are they I mean, possessed? there's Whatever. also just the thing like that. That kind of really right. embodies that. That thing. I hate that. There's a lot of debate on like how the thing works. Um, but one of the theories is like that even the person who is infected, because it does progress over time, they don't even know they've been infected themselves until it's too late. Like all, like when you see it's like the thing, whatever it is, may take over at some point, but also it may be like the guy thinks he's perfectly fine until suddenly it's like time to split my face in half. And it's like, you know, so where is your consciousness in there? And when did you lose it compared to like being completely taken over? Like that loss of self of not even knowing when you, you're gone uh, versus like when it's taken over, do you just are you a passenger in your own mind as you witness and feel your body? I don't know. It's all yeah. awful. It's so unanswered. And I like horror universes that are unanswered because your mind fills in all the gaps. So who knows? Well, good show. That's it for the horror questions I have. All right. Good that's all the time always. we have this week. I'll calculate the points to see who's won. Uh, Wade put up a real good show, uh, but... Uh, Huh? Did I, win? <laughs> I know we're getting older, but I thought I was still hosting this one. That's crazy. Oh, I don't know if I have time for all of these. We'll go a little bit faster maybe for this round. So similar line of questions.
but let's go into the realm of fantasy. I just recently saw the D&D movie. I actually thought it was really, really good. I had no interest in seeing it. That was a good April it. Fool's joke, Wade. Yeah, everyone thought that that's what it was since I tweeted it on April Fool's, but I did see it and I was I had no interest in seeing it. The previews, I was like, eh, I mean, I like some of these people, but like, I just don't see this being a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw it because uh, Jesse, our friend Jesse actually texted me. I was like, let's go see this movie. I was like, all right, I'll, whatever. You know, I'll have fun with it. It'll be fine. I went and saw it and I was like, damn, they did such a good job. I hope they make more of these. Like, I, I would love to go see this again. And I was really blown away. Um, yeah. So shout out to the D&D movie, I guess. Uh, but go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I also saw a movie this weekend. I saw John Wick 4 and great, I I saw it great yeah. stuff. But my God, that movie could have been 45 minutes shorter. Like, they I, I get draw some stuff out. I get that they were trying for it, but all those fight scenes, great stuff. I just felt like, man, Keanu, take a break. Good Lord. Yeah. The man's 58. Yeah. And I, I, he's still going for it. He does a lot of that himself. But I'm like, all those fight scenes could have been half. And just I take agree. out some... Because I was like, there's so many people just coming over and over again. Even I was recognizing like, oh, it's the same stunt guy. Oh, that's the same stunt guy dying again. <laughs> there he is again. Listen, there, he is again. <laughs> there he is again. It's a yeah. John... People don't come to the John Wick movies to listen to them talk about dogs and whatever. People come for the... I feel like less is more in some cases. They have some great choreography, but they did not, like Mark said, they did not need however many hours of just choreography that they had. That seemed like so much work. And it was like, even as a viewer, it was like, We've been on these stairs for like uh, I don't know half an hour, or we've been like in this alleyway. Yeah, no, no spoiler to anything, but I did love some of them that they yeah. did. It was really imaginative, and I think you guys know the scene that was like really, really, really cool towards the end of the movie. But it's like all of those could have been half the size, and like all yeah. the fluff in between. A, a great stuff established story. I'm all about like like letting drama breathe and letting the moments be and had good emotional moments. But it's like. <laughs> Like I could, it could have been a tight ninety minute. It could have been a tight two hour. It's just. Whew. I haven't seen it. Is it over two hours? Yes. Yeah. I think oh, it's like one hundred and sixty eight minutes. That's a little. That's a lot of minutes. Yeah. It's a lot of minutes. But still, it was very good. It was experience. very good. I got yeah a few complaints, but it, it did seem a little lengthy and yeah a lot of mm. fighting, which is good. But mm. also, you can have a little bit too much. Reading it back in though, uh, fantasy worlds. What fantasy world would you most want to live in? Mm. Mm. Depends on if are we the hero or, or what is the deal? I'm assuming you are not necessarily the hero. You don't know. You don't really know what role you're going to have in the world. You could be just normal character. You could be a hero. You could be royalty. You could be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever. You could be any role you're born into. You don't know. This is about the world itself and less about your role. You might be a magic caster. You might have no powers. It's hard to say. For me, there's like hard fantasy and then soft, like more magical fantasy. Hard fantasy, I just is almost indistinguishable from living in the Middle Ages. And I'm just like, why would anyone want that? That's an <laughs> awful time to live with plagues and and not knowing what anything was. Um, so like definitely not Game of Thrones world. Definitely not that. That's fair. 100% not that. Because if I'm just not a hero in that, even if I was a hero, I'm probably dying. So it's like, I'm okay. So I'm going to just say that straight up. Ooh, but fantasy world. I don't know that I would want to live in any of them. Yeah, I don't either. If I have to pick one. You 
do? I'm going to say because mainly because I like the show and I want to talk about it more than any it being distinguishable uh, from anything else. I would want to maybe live in the world of Merlin, the early 2000s BBC series about Merlin and and King Arthur and it's and the story of their friendship and stuff. It's a great show. I guess I wouldn't really want to live in that world, even as any of the title, the the main characters. But I like the tone of it. It's very lighthearted compared to a lot of fantasy stuff. There's some serious moments, but it's it's you know it's got some goofiness at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think in the same vein, if I had to pick one, it would be something more like World of Warcraft's universe because at least it has goofy moments. There's still like oh the world's ending, but it's. If I'm just if I'm not at the front lines, then it's more of a whimsical kind of place to be. And then there's a there's a option to carve out a normal life, you know, normalish life without thinking that you're going to explode in any moment. Even though that does happen, um, but there's a lot of variety of different zones. There's a lot of varieties of different places to be. There's like pseudoscience where they somehow have TVs and cameras, but it's True. medieval times and there's magic. It's like there's so many different elements that don't make sense, but somehow exist <laughs> in the same world um, that I'm like, okay, I can, I can see that one. Yeah, I mean, that's a little, that, that universe is a little goofy because they essentially freak the point where they just have everything. <laughs> they have everything. But, yeah. but that is a thing you can pick, so yeah. that's fair. Yeah. All right. What would be the worst fantasy world? I have an answer for this, and I think, Bob, you already named one, but Narnia, I don't think would be terrible. Having something like Neverland or Oz existing, you know, might might necessarily be the worst in the world, but there's pros and cons to almost all of them. I mean, it's really hard to narrow it down because if you don't know what role you're going to have in the world, it's like, well... I don't really want to be that guy or in that place. Like I, I thought about Middle Earth and it's like, eh, most of Middle Earth seems like it would kind of suck. Like maybe if you're like living in the Shire, you know, just eat eight meals a day, chill. Like, that wouldn't be the worst. But if you're like, oh shit, I'm an orc and I'm born in Mordor. Fuck. All right. Guess I'll go hold my sword and go die to someone else. Like, I don't know. There would be some bad roles there, but I already named a Game of Thrones. It'd be an awful place to live. It would okay. be an awful place. It would be an to awful live. place to that live. That West Westeros? Westeros? All Westeros? of anywhere. Anywhere in there. West Westeros. Yeah. Westeros. I don't, I don't, I don't know Game of Thrones that well. Eat your but Westeros. I'm aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about you, Bob, what would your worst fantasy world be? I mean, Game of Thrones is definitely up there. I was just gonna say, just if if I was self aware of where I was and what it meant and everything, I would pick Lord of the Rings. I think if you knew that there was all this beautiful stuff going on, I mean, unless you're an elf, I guess the elven civilization seems pretty dope in that world. But like, if you're just some random human, or if you're like an orc or whatever, like wherever you end up, and you know that there are these heroes going on these fantastic things and been, being all glorified, and you have to live in what is essentially like the shitty, like you know, Middle Ages, like low—I don't even know the historical thing—but it's like low Middle Ages, right? Like you're like you're like digging in the mud, like unless you're very lucky, you're you know pretty low-ish peasant in a lot of settings. Yeah, that. that would be. That would be awful. Mm-hmm. And especially if you were aware of like, oh, people love this franchise. It's such a, it's such a, you know, this high fantasy. It's all this beautiful imagery. I'm, I'm doing this shit. Farming goddamn turnips in the mud out here for <laughs> nothing for uh, this douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems like it'd be disappointing. Have you guys ever heard of Athos? No. No. So there's a tabletop slash D&D type campaign. Uh, Pathfinder is like a version you can play and they have like a setting called Dark Sun and there's a world of Athos which is just like a 
burnt world where like everything is shitty and all the rulers are like powerful necromancers and just horrible whatevers the average citizen in almost every part of the world lives a horrible life there's like a couple of cities that have like nicer denizens from what i know i don't know everything about the world but it's just like everything is hot everything's made of like easily crumbly material and people have like powers where they can like grow to be from 10 feet tall to 48 feet tall and just smash your house with a single swing of a hammer and all kinds of stuff like that i think that would be a terrible place to live and that was the first one i thought of was athos yeah everything it's a very described. niche setting not everyone knows it but. sounds like hell it sounds like you're just in hell yes wait so i have a question because i don't know okay. how these things work is warhammer 40k fantasy it's more sci-fi but there also okay. is warhammer fantasy and that would also be bad i would not want to live in any of the warhammer shit, yeah no ever. none of the war no, no warhammer fair. settings for me ever yeah, those are all awful places yeah there is still the warp in fantasy there is still like chaos in fantasy there's still all the horrible factions in in warhammer fantasy yeah that would be pretty i think recently in warhammer fantasy the entire universe exploded um so that was also not good for everybody who lived there oh no, that sounds awful yeah it was pretty bad yeah. But thanks, Sigmar, you know, he pulled it all back together, you know. Um, what do you even do? You We put, like, boards over your windows? Like, how do you prepare for the universe <laughs> explode? Sandbags? I, like, what do you do? I think you go and you bone and trip some and then just wait for the You, you just spend your time boning <laughs> and tripping through the universe. <laughs> 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 just trying to as the universe is walking slowly behind you you just bone and trip as you try to escape oh god it's coming for me you, it killed you him. just keep and then keep it's tripping and me. jason is right behind you coming and you look back and you're like man the universe <laughs> really and he's like oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll Jason. just wait. Jason. Yeah, that's how he talks, right? I know. Uh, man. Oh, yeah, his classic voice lines. I'm tired of these damn kids boning in my damn Crystal Lake woods. <laughs> and that's it. He's that's just Jason. an old, angry that's old it. man. I'm tired of these kids boning on <laughs> <in> my lake. <laughs> they scared away all the fish. Mm -hmm. Quit trip. Quit tripping on my lawn. Mm. I have one last fantasy question, and then we can move on a little bit. We don't have a ton of time, but uh, assuming you did get to choose at least your class in a fantasy setting, what class would you want to play as or live as, I guess, in this case? Are we ch talking standard classes or are we expanding? Sure. I, I mean, you can name whatever you want to, but in my brain, I'm thinking like warrior, rogue, mage stuff. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, you can expand on it if you want to. You can be a bit more specific. I already but. know. I know exactly what I would want to be. What? I would want to be, and this is not like a playable class, so maybe I'm bending the rules, but I would want to be blacksmith slash armorer slash guy who sells weapons and or things to the party who lives in a nice place, who's not an NPC, okay. who has terrible things happening to them. Blacksmiths in this setting are always badasses. They always have stories, but they don't have to do shit. People respect them, and they don't steal from them or do anything. And they're always they're just running their business, forging that some shit. Would probably shit. be some kind of warrior build, right? Because you have to have either a high strength or dex in order to forge. You probably have, to have a pretty high constitution for stamina, and you'd have to have some level of charisma to make sales. Well, it'd be like a warrior who like cracked up their intelligence too, right? Because you understand metallurgy and and how how to forge things to form the crystalline structure of the metal to make it 
good, blah 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 blah. I suppose you have to have a, at least a base level intelligence, but it depends on the system where if you need it. I mean, you could say you need at least like a, if, on a 20 system, you would need at least like a 12, right? Probably. I would assume a little bit of intelligence, a little bit of charisma, and a lot of strength or dex, and a lot of con. That's what I want. We sound like really big nerds right now. But yeah, you're talking, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're just about. talking I, Don't say we. Yeah. <laughs> we. I, we. Who do you mean? He's I, a blacksmith. Uh, what are you talking about? Charisma. Uh, <laughs> Are we rolling yeah. our stats here? I don't know. I feel like blacksmiths don't even need charisma. They're just charming even if they're completely insufferable a-holes because you need the blacksmith, right? You can't mm -hmm. be like, ah, you suck. Like, fine. Mm -hmm. No sword for you then, I guess, huh? Yeah, it really just depends on the type of universe you're in because I would say, like, probably whatever magic-using class you would have if you had to pick a class, like, major wizard or whatever but it depends on the setting if you're in like the witcher like in the tv show remember a lot of spoilers a little bit but remember then they just started That's catapulting the, the mages <laughs> like they turned them into fireballs and just like you're up next and i'm like oh man that, that sucks um but usually Usually, if you if you are in the magic, you you tap into like the mysteries of the universe and all that all that jazz. So I, I guess, but in all honesty, I just like keep me like Bob's answer was good. I'll be the town alchemist in that in that. Mm. You be the blacksmith, okay. I'll be the alchemist, and I'll just make all the potions and sell them for big big bucks. See, if we're forming like a party, I'm probably going tank. I'm not going to be in your party. I don't want to be in your party. Okay. I'm not an adventurer. I don't want to be, be an adventurer. Yeah, thanks, I'm not in your party. Well, I was thinking tank for most people would want to like deal a lot of damage, and maybe some people would be like, no, I'll nope. stay back and be the healer. That way, if I get hurt, I can heal myself. Nope. It's like, I'm not I'll be the dude that can either. take a beating at least, so then someone nope. else will heal me. But all right, I'm, nope. I guess I'm alone. So I'm not powerful. You better buy some good yeah. armor and potions from yeah. us if you're going out there, because we're not coming with you. Well, you know, I'm fighting to defend the city. You guys can't give me a deal? No, I'll be and fine. Not my ex. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been into power fantasy. Like anytime I've ever played, I've been like the I've always volunteered to be like the meek character or like the the just normal everybody. That's why I made Stan the Waterman in GTRP because I don't care about being a crime lord or a cop. I had Norm L guy, so I, I feel, feel yeah, I feel like it's so much better just to be the normal dude in this watching everyone else because then you can just be like the regular character who like juxtaposes all the insanity around you, and I find that's a very fun place to be so yeah i'll be the weird alchemist potions <laughs> that's who i want to be well thank you guys for not answering the question of what class you would choose but i appreciate the honest answers i feel I like suppose. we both gave great answers yeah. i feel like we were very great creative. answers Bob, but it's not really Bob, a class i will award you five points i feel like that was fantastic how many points do you think i i earned uh your answer was uh it followed mine, so yeah, it's not it very more fair, but it's yeah. related. Mm -hmm. I'll give you four points. I'll take that. That's that was, fair. That was a good... That's fair. Even I don't think Wade gets any points. Yeah, Wade doesn't round. get any points, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. A little bit of a speed round here. We don't have to go too much in depth. Worst sci-fi world, is it Warhammer? Warhammer 40k, hands down. There is no other answer. Yes. Okay. Best sci-fi world. We, uh, <laughs> is there one? I feel like... The best sci-fi world is what I'm not aware of where humans uh, don't exist or something. 
Star because Wars, problem, Star Trek, none of those are very good. Mass, the problem Mass with sci-fi worlds, Mass Effect. The problem with sci-fi worlds is always that humans exist and they ruin it. Mass Effect's cool, but I don't know, man. That's a pretty scary universe too. Think of all the aliens you can bone and all the things you can't trip over. Everything's sleek metal. It's just bone and no tripping. It's True, great. But the Reapers are gonna come in the collection. Yeah, we don't the know, but they don't exist. Awful. What are you talking about, man? It's not happening. We do. All right. Know. Uh, best sci-fi. If I could be a guardian, Destiny. Because mm. then he can't die. So that's fine. As long as there's nobody stealing your light and whatnot. Yeah. It's fine. And you got all the loot. Yeah, yeah, infinite loot. Everything you kill just drops stuff and you could have it. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. In just a normal life setting, let's fast forward like 300 years and assume humanity's still doing okay. If you had to choose to live on a new planet in like a bigger, better, fancier space station than what currently exists or on Earth, which of those three would you rather live on? Space station. Mm. Am I taking myself and I'm going there? Because, yeah, I would yes. do it just for the variety. Yeah, Space Station or New Planet. Okay. Just for a new experience. Yeah. I would probably have to go with New Planet also. Space Station sounds cool, but there's too many, like, the entire thing explodes type scenarios. And maybe it's a future where it's a little more stable than that, but that Space Station just seems tenuous. New Planet comes with its own issues. I, f I always envision, like, firefly kind of universe about new planets where it's like it's kind of the wild west there's all these like weird diseases and stuff but like you everyone just is fighting to make it work and i would go for that i guess i'm assuming earth is totally fucked at this point if we're that far in the future there's no way earth is a pleasant it, place to it's have not it. going great anyway i don't see 300 years in the future earth going real good so i would yeah i'd go new planet and mark's right mark's right. right thanks thank you if earth was in the same condition I would stay here. I know I like things here. I know I can breathe here. I know I can eat good food here. There's, if, there's no chance. <laughs> I would probably take... No shot. <sighs> I'd probably take Space Station otherwise. I don't know. Self-preservation tells me new world, unknown threats. Let it Give it a while to figure it all out first. Let someone else be the explorer, and then I'll go once it's safe. All right, well, kind of a, kind of a timid answer, but I, I'll accept it. I, I accept your reason. I'm just being honest. I'm a big bitch baby, and I don't want to die. I give you three points for that one, yeah, and uh, I think Mark, uh, two points for a new planet. Thank you, thank the same you. Thing as me again, Yeah, but, uh, appreciate it. He said Space Station, I thought, but that, that's Well, fine. I said either or, but I kind of would trend towards new planet just because I feel like there's more opportunity to explore. Oh, okay, yeah. so you changed your answer. Mm -hmm. Two points. I, yeah, I guess I thought you concluded the new planet would be more interesting. Yeah, I was kind of covering the spread there, and I, I didn't really like yeah. put all on one so your answer was all of the above which mm -hmm. uh honestly sometimes it's the right answer sometimes some more quick fires here real quick before we wrap up which npc from a or you know side character would you most trust to have your back from either game show movie whatever like you're like i want that person not a main character you can't pick like ripley from aliens but like which side character or ally or whatever would you choose i mean rex from mass effect is a would be a good choice if he's always got my back you know rex he's just the big krogan would you, you know? trust him to always have your back that's part of the question oh it, would i trust him yeah if, if he was on my team i'm not i mean like g apart from like us parting ways down the road if he was on my team yeah i'd want i'd want a krogan a Kro like, you'd want a krogan ally back. that makes yeah i could yeah see that, that would be good yeah the mass effect's good because you like you have your crew is like nothing but side characters. See, I was thinking, I, I th Bob, it seems like you're thinking, so I'll give mine. I, I was thinking Garrus from Mass Effect because Garrus, Garrus be is good. always pretty much agreeable. He's he's a skilled fighter, but he's also like, he's just always, a, like, no matter what Shepard does, he's like, dude, I'm your ally. I got your back, man. It's fine. Yeah, I always had Garrus on my team. I was literally thinking Garrus, but then Mark picked Rex, and I was like, well, can I think of something you can say outside Garrus of Mass Effect? agree. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from Mass Effect. I just, I, okay. I initially thought Garrus because Garrus is really chill. Good. One point for thinking the same as me. I 
would want Wreck It Ralph on my team. <laughs> Isn't he a main <laughs> character though? Ah, uh, he is the main. I mean, uh, uh, is Fix It Felix? Can he be on my yeah, team? Because I, like I, I feel like them. that's side character enough. Okay, yeah. I feel like his his hammer that fixes everything. Really That'd nice. Be pretty to handy. Have. Very yeah. useful. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I just like that universe, no, especially in a sci-fi I, setting. If you could just fix everything with a hammer, like bam, I yeah. know mm-hmm. that'd be sick. I would rather have Ralph because I like him more. Felix is a little bit of a prick sometimes, but I would pick Felix too. The mm-hmm. hammer's nice. What enemy from any genre would be the would you least like to face or see in real life? Oh wait, I have another answer for my backup one. This is a really niche one. Just real quick, it's uh. It's Jurgen from the Caiaphas Kane novels in 40k. Not accompanying being in 40k. He stinks, but God, is he useful. Oh, and hyper loyal, <laughs> like hyper loyal. We'll get you whatever you need. It's just that he he smells real bad. Um, that's the only downside. But in the books, it is like incredibly useful, especially if you are in that universe. There's multiple reasons why he's there. Anyway, that's it. Moving on. Worst enemy from any genre. I'm gonna say this is this is within the context of the universe, and I'm I'm filling in a lot of information with my mind. The invasion fleet from Space Invaders. <laughs> Assuming that our our defense is several easily destructible blocks of shields and one ship that shoots one missile at a time. Mm. Just standing on the ground and they're like going back and forth and you're like, Jesus, like land or whatever, like what the hell? They're not even shooting back. They're just slowly advancing. In in the reality of that, if I was like a person on the ground watching that, or if I was the one crew of the ship that was fighting back, nightmares. Mm. Terrifying. Mark? Oh, worst xenomorph. Didn't I say this one already? Well, when we're talking about like sci-fi stuff, I think, but like this is uh, from any genre. So you can uh, pick like any of the 5e enemies, any of the horror enemies, any of the sci-it's it's a I, long I, list. I choose Nurgle from 40k because he's he's the god of decay and I everything about it is awful. Yuck. Would it actually suck to be a main character? Yes. Yeah. But also no. Well then that's the question. Final answer locked in. I need no explanation. I think everyone thinks they want to be a main character, and I think everyone feels like they are. But I think the actual shit that happens to a lot of main characters in a lot of stories is way beyond what happens to a normal person over the course of their life. Yeah, and the pressure put on you, everyone, like, depending on you for everything all the time. Like, no one's ever competent enough to get anything done outside of, like, you doing it. It would not be a good life. That's, like, anxiety disorders, like, never sleeping again, panic attacks, constant stress and agony and terrible stuff happening. Though there is probably probably people that want to step into that role, like, that would could live that, like, they're wanting to succeed or adventure or whatever could outweigh that. But I think that'd be a niche life. I think the want. thing about storytelling, too, that a lot of, uh, that gets skipped over a lot is there's a lot of intermediary shit that happens. The story shows you the hero emerging, the huge tragedy, whatever, and then them overcoming it, and them ultimately succeeding, or whatever happens. It shows you all these moments. There are sometimes, like, weeks, years, decades in between the unbelievable tragedy and everything that follows, and then getting redeemed or in any way feeling better about it. I think being the main character mostly involves a lot of suffering that no one gives a shit about and no one ever gets to see in the movie or the game or whatever that is misery and creates the pressure that that individual feels that they need to succeed because everything leading up to that point has been such a miserable, punishing, sad, depressing, whatever thing that they get to a moment where they can turn it around and they're like, I have to. I have to do it. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm all I about that. Be, I think it'd be awful. I, I think that'd be cool, though. Uh, I'm I'm all for like purposeful, even through misery. So yeah, I would be okay with it. I think it would be awful, but yes, but also no. So, I uh, yeah, that was my original answer. Yes, but also no, because I I'm all about having purpose. Well, at least you're consistent. Well, thank you guys. I, I had a few more, but I feel, feel like this is probably a good wrapping point. We've done a lot of questions, so thank you all for indulging me. Let me tabulate the points here. Did you actually write down points? I don't remember what you guys lost points for early on, but I have a minus one for something for both of you. And I don't remember why, but how <laughs> dare you have done that to earn those Yeah, I don't recall points. you telling us that we lost. Yeah, I don't points. recall it either. I don't either, but there's a negative one right at the beginning. So you guys must have done something to deserve. Maybe it's when you hijacked the episode. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. But in any case... Am I allowed to declare the winner, or do you guys have to declare the winner since you guys have stole my hosting? Uh, I think for this once, we can let Wade declare it. He never gets to, so I think it's only fair. Go ahead, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll allow it. All right, well, I have reservations about how the points ended up, but in the end, Mark, you have two more points than Bob. Really? Should I celebrate? Wait, I always celebrate, and then somehow, over the last few episodes, I've celebrated, and then I've had to take back my celebration. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be tempered about this one. Does that mean that he wins? He is our main character. He wins. But I should, I should have just answered all of the above to every question. No, get more points. (laughs) It was not the last question that got him all. All he did that multiple times. (laughs) Yes and no and maybe is my answer to every question. Two times. There were That's certainly multiple. some spots that were weaker than others, but uh, I'm I, don't not know, gonna... I don't remember how I added all the points up. I just put them down as I was we were I'm... going, and he ended up with so, two more. I'm sorry. Until I get my until I get a winner speech, I'm not gonna celebrate. All right, okay, Bob. Would you like to give the loser speech? <sighs> not really, no. But uh, <laughs> thank you for your honesty. Me. I appreciate. That. I'll give you one point. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and pass <laughs> on that. I guess. No, I, you know what? I feel like I was put at a distinct disadvantage. Because this oh. episode involved knowing things that I don't know, and particularly horror. I don't watch horror movies. I don't play I horror your horror games. answers were creative and interesting. Yeah, that's because I don't know any actual horror things. I was struggling to think of any characters and any things in the, the settings of horror. Well, you did good. Not good enough. I did bad. <laughs> I'm sorry I you came didn't in, win. I came Not in winning dead doesn't mean last. did bad. For all my efforts, I might as well not have competed. I came in the same position as a person who was dead the entire episode. Last! Okay, that's cruel because you did better than me, so... You're not not even competing! I could be, I'm the host! Well, how many points did you get? Am I still in last? Uh, Actually, I did get some points because uh, you and Mark both gave me points at different uh, spots, and you beat me. You probably won the episode if we gave you, like, tons of points. Well, maybe I gave you tons of points. I don't know. You never really said anything about it. You guys had 13 and 11. Uh, 12, because I gave you a point for a minute ago. I think I had, like, six that you guys gave me. So it was 13, 11 to 6. That might be true. That's nice. Okay. Well, then I didn't come in last. Yay! All right. I feel way better about this. Great. Great. I'm right, glad well, my... I, I may be the loser between me and Mark, but at least I'm not the biggest loser. Hell yeah. That's my speech. Mark, winner's uh, speech? Yes. Okay. I have my winner's speech. I still have suspicions about everything because 
Uh, I have suspicions just for how many Wait, times I've been hurt. Wait, we have hurting. a surprise bonus! No, I'm just kidding, Mark. You, you <laughs> I was so ready for it. I was just ready for it. I was like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, God, don't play with my heart like that. Uh, I, I would like to uh, wrap it up quickly to say thank you for the generous judging. Uh, whoever was judged, me, Bob, or Wade, or the person Literally with me. an S for initial, we will never know. Thank you for your understanding and care, and whatever you did, Mr. S, thank you. One of us hosts in riddles, the other in rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good show, everybody. Thank you guys for listening and watching, if you're watching us on Spotify. Thank you to my hosts for being here. If you guys haven't already, go follow them. Bob at MySkerm, Mark at MarkPlyer. I'm Way. You can find me, Minion777 or LordMinion777. Doesn't matter. Whatever. We have merch. You can go to store.distractablepodcast.com for some merch. And I guess tune in next time where Mark will host and I'm sure be a very fair judge. I always am. Until then. I look forward to it. Podcast out.